0: All right, welcome to another podcast edition of White Collar Crimes, the podcast where we show you the only color that truly matters in the criminal justice system is green. I'm Ryan Horn, your host. Great to have you aboard, as always, for this last episode of 2022. And wow, this year has flown by. Seems like we just did the last episode of 2021, did a little year in review last year, and uh, this time it's... uh, come around again and it's just hard to imagine how quickly it has come around and uh, a very fast paced year for sure. Um, Tonight or today, depending on when you hear us, it's going to be a focus of a very disturbing uh, type of white collar crime, even though it doesn't get always considered one. In my opinion, human trafficking, human sex trafficking, things of that sort is definitely uh, a form of a white collar and street crime, kind of a combination of the two, in my opinion. Because, you know, let's face it, what is the motive for this? It's money, the almighty dollar, and crimes that are committed for the almighty dollar. Many times can be classified in as white collar crimes, and there are many, uh, you know, criminologists and others, including myself, that believe the definition can be that broad. But a lot of you remember from just a few years ago the Jeffrey Epstein case when he was arrested and uh jailed in New York and was getting ready to stand trial for various forms of uh, you know, sex trafficking and sex with underage girls and you know, prostituting, pimping, just on and on. Very disturbing case. And there was a Netflix special that was out for a while and a lot of people weren't able to stomach it and, and watch the whole thing because of the disturbing elements of it, so it's definitely a disturbing case, and he is probably the most infamous human sex trafficker ever. Now, they reported to us he committed suicide in jail while getting ready to stand trial. I'm not going to do a whole episode on you know what I believe or don't believe. Uh, I'll just say right out of the gate, I have two theories on... What could have happened, and neither of them involve him killing himself. You know, I know you probably remember on Facebook a couple years ago, a lot of things, a lot of memes that were made with the Epstein didn't kill himself, and I'm in that camp as well. I think there's possibly two things that could have happened with that. One, he was murdered to keep him quiet before he went to court because his list of people involved were uh, a lot of high profile celebrities and politicians and a lot of world leaders. So, They could have killed him to keep him from talking on that, or I believe it's also possible they could have faked his death and he is now hiding somewhere with the massive amount of wealth he had, maybe under a new identity and, you know, new location and, you know, whole new life. Who knows? But I don't believe either he killed himself, just on a personal note, but that's what was reported to us. More on that later. But it is kind of surprising how he got this wealth. Nobody really knows for sure how he really built this massive, enormous amount of wealth. He wasn't certainly born into it. Um, He was born in New York, raised in a middle-class or working-class Jewish family. I believe his uh, father worked for the Parks and Recreation Department. And... I guess theirs is a little different from the one in Pawnee, Indiana. Uh, funny show, used to like enjoy watching. So apparently uh, Jeffrey's father worked for the uh, New York version of that. So he didn't come from any kind of money or prestige. Uh, he attended college, but did not graduate, did not earn a degree. But yet somehow he managed to get hired at a, as a math teacher at the Dalton School in Manhattan. Now, this is despite not having a, you know, teaching degree or any type of certification or anything like that. So even in the 1970s, that was uh, a little hard to do, and it's not quite known how he did that. This is looking around the mid-70s, about 1974, 1975. And he was dismissed a couple years later for poor performance and inappropriate behavior toward the underage students. Now, it's quite possible a lot of these groomers, sexual predators like Mr. Uh, Epstein, they a lot of times will try to get jobs and put themselves in positions to be around children. And that's most likely what he was doing here. And I guess you can say it worked. Who knows? I mean, we don't know, you know, that of any criminal charges he was brought up on at this time yet but he certainly probably started getting his practice grooming recruiting and and my belief probably too, sexually abusing children while at this school but it was during this time he also made connections with alan greenberg who was the director of the investment bank bear stearns which was a giant for a lot of years in the uh investment business until they had a big, you know, collapse in 2008 with a lot of the other banks and, uh, you know, financial powerhouses of the time. But he got good connections with them, and uh, Mr. Greenberg offered Epstein a job. Again, not sure what credentials he had to get a job. Uh, he had no college degree. He had no certifications of any note, uh, you know, and had a couple of years as in failure as a school teacher. So. Not quite sure how he uh, got that job either, but he got in good with the boss, and sometimes that's all you need. So he got in good with uh, Mr. Greenberg, and that opened the door for him to get a job. And he did have some natural skill, apparently, at this job. uh, Like a lot of these that we talk about on this podcast, he quickly rose up the ranks and even became a limited partner by 1980. So, you know, just really a few years on the job, we're talking, you know, three or four years on the job, he had become a limited partner. And the next year he decided he'd go ahead and branch out on his own, and we've seen that happen a lot in cases we've covered on this podcast. Now, his specialty was recovering stolen and fraudulent monies that people had had, Uh, you know, maybe, again, stolen or just, you know, fraudulently uh, done against them. And he was able to recover a lot of these large amounts of money for people. And, you know, for whatever reason, he had a very good skill in that. And, you know, people will probably appreciate a service like that if they've been ripped off some money and you're able to recover this from them or somebody's tried to scam you and you're able to prevent that or get that money back. People are going to appreciate that. But it's around this time also he began telling people that he was an intelligence agent. And there has been speculation about this that, uh, you know, and again, this is just speculation. We don't know altogether what, uh, if anything. But, you know, it has been speculated by some that he was a Mossad agent with the Israeli government. And he was sent here to blackmail a lot of powerful people and things like that that's just one of the speculations and you know again a lot of people you know sometimes claim they're uh you know they are a special agent and working undercover or whatnot Uh, i believe the guy that uh sean eckert that was the guy that was the quote mastermind behind the uh kneecapping there of nancy kerrigan in the olympics i think he claimed that he was a undercover cia and he was just a you know fat loser that uh middle aged that lived at home with his parents in the basement if i recall correctly but uh That's what some have uh, speculated about Mr. Epstein. And some even said and noted that he had a passport with his photo, but a different name. So who knows? And it's around this time, in addition to getting tight with uh, Greenberg at Bear Stearns, he also uh, got tight with Victoria's Secret CEO Leslie Wexner so tight that uh, Wexner actually gave Epstein power of attorney over his affairs. And again, how? I mean, uh, you know, he was pretty good at recovering people's money and, you know, made partner in a decent amount of time at Bear Stearns, but, you know, had failed time as a teacher. He didn't really have a lengthy track record at any type of career at this point, yet very wealthy, powerful people trusted him with their money in their lives almost, which is, uh, quite strange. Now, Epstein began investing in various media outlets as well. Uh, you know, in fact, I think it was reported he tried to buy the New Yorker even at one time. And he also, uh, heavily invested in the Israeli defense industry company. I believe it's, uh, Carbina, I believe, is the correct way to pronounce it. Not sure exact pronunciation on it, but Epstein was one of the uh, investors and in, you know people who helped get this up and going. And he garnered so much wealth that he obtained Epstein Island and uh, the plane that took folks to this island, which got nicknamed the Lolita Express for supposedly taking them at this island to engage in you know sick, perverse sexual acts with uh, underage children. And he and his girlfriend, Giselle Maxwell, I think that's the correct way uh, Miss Maxwell we'll call her just to make sure, uh, she set up hidden cameras along the property recording celebrities and powerful politicians having sex with underage children. So again, they had some blackmail. Could explain one of the ways he got a lot of wealth and influence, sometimes... Uh, blackmail can work very powerfully in that regard uh j edgar hoover that's how he was able to stay head of the fbi for a lot of years that he was uh the head of that 48 years i think altogether and a lot of that was simply because he had dirt on a lot a lot of the presidents and everyone that came in you know uh each new one that came in he had a lot of dirt on him and he they were not able to get rid of him because uh you know he had blackmail and extortion tactics he could use against them and that could be what he was done here but obviously she uh, helped assist in that manner and they did uh, gain a lot of powerful uh, blackmail information on people and probably made a lot of money out of it because you know these types of criminal acts that they had on these celebrities and politicians you know they're rich people so they're willing to pay a lot of money to keep this hushed and uh That's possibly how they accumulated a lot of this money. Now, how they did it before, again, it's uh, kind of a mystery up to this point. But right now, it starts to make sense that this might be how he accumulated some of his wealth for sure. And, uh, you know, there's reports and leaks that have come out on the Internet. You don't always know how accurate they are, but uh, there are quite a few uh, very rich and powerful Hollywood celebrities and, you know, politicians that are named on this report so you know or on the quote epstein flight logs and i imagine they want to keep this as quietly and keep it as quiet as possible now miss maxwell she had also been shown to participate in his crimes she would groom and recruit underage children for mr epstein and you know this went on for a while she would recruit these young girls from high school bring them to his big florida mansion there and bring him in for supposedly massage duties at which time he would do very perverse sexual acts in front of or with these girls and they were paid a little bit of money for their time there and uh paid a little money to shut up and go on about their way and uh you know she did this for quite a while she was quite an accomplice in his crimes and This went on for a while, though, till about 2005, and that's when some of his legal trouble started in Florida. At this time, a 14-year-old girl reported that she was paid to strip down and massage him. And this led to similar allegations, and by 2006, he was arrested by Florida authorities. And he was represented at that time by uh, celebrity attorney Alan Dershowitz. I'm sure a lot of you have seen him. He offers a lot of legal commentary on a lot of different news programs. Uh, He was one of uh, O.J. Simpson's, quote, dream team attorneys. So very high-profile attorney. And he got Epstein what can literally only be described as a sweetheart deal. And I've seen a lot of them in my time working in the court system, but I'll have to say this one takes the cake. For all the grooming, trafficking, God knows whatever else he was involved in and having, you know, sex with countless underage girls. He got 18 months with work release, six days a week, for 12 hours a day. And his cell was left unlocked. And, in fact, it was said he was probably continuing his activities even during this time or not long after this time. And public outcry kind of ensued a little while later when it was discovered exactly what an extremely lenient sentence he got. Uh, You know, and I can remember some guys getting uh, work release when I worked at the jail, and that's not highly unusual for, you know, especially when somebody has a job, you know, you don't want them to lose it when they go to jail, because when they get out, uh, when you don't have a jail, a job, that's going to get you in trouble faster than anything a lot of times, so you understand somebody wanting to keep it, but I'm not sure how he got work release because we don't really know he had a real clear clearly defined traditional job you know at this point it seemed like his job was you know trafficking underage girls so i'm not sure how he was granted work release but uh yeah got a cell left open and uh six days a week 12 hours a day so he basically just came to the jail probably to sleep once in a while and that was about it But in addition to his criminal problems, multiple civil suits started uh, springing up at this time. A lot of them, you know, a lot of children and their parents were starting to file civil suits against him for the harm and the things that he had done. And this went on for a while, and finally more criminal stuff surfaced, and he was arrested again in July of 2019. A lot of you might remember this, and he was arrested and housed in a New York jail. Supposedly was going to be tried for human trafficking in the uh, federal court in New York. Now, he requested to be released on house arrest, but he was denied at this time, and he was detained. And at this time also, the French government began opening up an investigation into his criminal activities there. So apparently he was not just uh, involved in trafficking of minors in this country he did it uh quite a bit in other countries as well Now I remember this too when they reported that he had had one failed suicide attempt about a week or so into custody and he was placed on suicide watch and I remember this happening too in my days as a correctional officer they're usually put in a suicide prevention vest which we called it a turtle suit I'm sure you've seen them on the news they look like this that a little green turtle shell around somebody. This allows them where they can't hang themselves with it like they might with a jumpsuit. Usually placed in a cell by themselves where they can be checked on. You're supposed to check on them, at least Illinois state law, if I remember right, was every 15 minutes. Uh, Sometimes they're placed up front like in a holding cell where there's a camera on them all the time where the uh, officer in the central control unit can keep an eye on them when an officer can't be there. I don't know what uh, safeguards they took in this Regard, but apparently there was an attempt, at least, that they reported at that time. But we know later he did actually, uh, supposedly, quote, commit suicide weeks later. And the strange thing that happened after that was it was reported that the guards just happened to fall asleep that night and the cameras on him just mysteriously stopped working and, uh, This, again, despite him being on suicide watch, had happened. And once he was declared dead, Judge Richard Berman closed all of his cases against him, and, you know, this was over the prosecutor's objections, obviously, but he uh, had these cases closed and he was never brought to justice. Now, again, I've got two theories on this. You can agree and disagree whatever it's completely fine but you know I don't believe he killed himself he could be dead he could have been murdered but you know he also could have had his death faked and you know who knows where he's at today certainly either one of those two to me are more believable than him killing himself in a high profile case like this and all these things that happened the night he ended up uh, quote killing himself all these things that just magically fell into place and went wrong for that to happen yeah it's a little hard for me to believe that So at that time after that, prosecutors began focusing on Maxwell, who, as we said, had a very big role in helping him groom and bring some of these uh, youngsters into his capture and uh, for his perverted use and things like that. Now, she was raised in a very socialite family, too. You can look up. I believe her dad was a very wealthy bigwig at one time as well, and my understanding jail was a little culture shock for her, too. But so far, she has not, uh, quote, committed suicide while she's been in custody but who knows what will ever come if it does ever come to that point she uh at this time supposedly i saw something the other day supposedly some names were going to be released from that list but i'll kind of believe it when i see it you know we saw uh you know one of the members of the royal family that was supposedly tied to epstein epstein and this cost him you know some of his uh royal powers when the queen stripped him of that uh, very much a big embarrassment for that family and uh, he's certainly not alone if you've seen the ones that are alleged on this list and who knows if any are going to actually be brought out and be brought forward because as of right now none officially have which is you know it's quite amazing when the details of cases that usually come out but yet this one mysteriously uh, the names on this list just never do truly get disclosed again we've had leaks and things that pop up on the internet and You know, a lot of the same names do continue to surface on these, but we've had nothing official yet that's been released or confirmed, and uh, that's quite strange. And you just kind of wonder maybe who they are protecting, because as we know, we talk about it all the time on this podcast, the courts oftentimes far too many times do protect the wealthy and the uh, well-connected and the powerful elites much more than they do the average person. So, who knows uh, why that's happening. If that ever is disclosed, we will definitely do a follow-up on it. Uh, you know, in some of the other cases we're watching, you know, we've, we're keeping an eye on the FTX case and, uh, you know, the uh, Elizabeth Holmes case that recently happened. All these recent developments. Been quite a bit going on lately in the world of white-collar crime, which has kept us busy on this podcast. So, we will definitely keep an eye on all of those and we will definitely be looking forward to seeing you the first tuesday after the new year we hope you have a merry christmas if you happen to hear this before christmas we wish you all here a merry christmas uh if you're serving in our military or you're working in uh as a first responder we definitely uh, give you our thanks and gratitude or if you have ever served in either of these capacities we give you our gratitude as well we uh always encourage you to adopt from your local pet shelter to get your next best friend Uh, but don't do it just for a gift people make that mistake far too many times this christmas type season and you know they get one for a gift and later it ends up going back to the shelter so if you adopt realize it's a lifelong commitment they're going to be with you for you know 10 15 20 years so be sure to take that into consideration so if you always have an idea for a show email me at ryanhornvt at gmail.com Check out my website, ryan-horn.com. Provide all kinds of voiceover service work. Doing audiobook narrations, working on one right now. Have a couple I've mentioned that have been out recently. You can check those out on Audible and Amazon, uh, one called In Danger of Judgment. And uh, also, done some for the We Hear app. So, check those out. And uh, check out our Facebook page. Be sure and like it and follow that to keep up for updates. And if you have any ideas, like I said, for a show or you want to be a guest on this show, please uh, let me know. And, again, watch out for your friends and family, you know, from the scammers that are out there, especially this time of year, especially the elderly ones. Definitely keep an eye out on them. And we thank you for having our back and tuning in here each week. So Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. We will see you back next time. God bless, everybody.